Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shin Ning. Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I'm going to talk about awareness of blind spot. So, this podcast is for anyone who is interested to make better decisions. Some of you may know that I teach as an adjunct faculty in a local university, and I teach a course called the Business Model Design. In this course, we use the Business Model Canvas and the principles of design thinking method to help real-life businesses solve a chosen business issue. All of my clients are local small-medium enterprises. I mentioned in an earlier podcast that I started teaching this course about three years ago, and I find that students have difficulties defining target segments at the right level of granularity. For example, when they are selling a product like a health drink, the target audience that they initially identify is almost always a very generic one that sounds like health-conscious millennials in the age range of 22 to 35. When the target segment is too broad, the corresponding value proposition also becomes very generic and watered down. Essentially, when you sell to all, you are actually selling to none. It is also difficult to design targeted go-to-market strategy because the target is so broad. For anything that you do, is like the Chinese saying, which means the heavenly maidens scatter flowers all over. The impact of any efforts is watered down. For a long time, I accepted that the students need to go through the baptism of fire to understand how to define target segment at the correct level of granularity. The typical process is that I will teach the students the theory of how to identify and define the target audience using customer empathy map. Different students will come up with some suggestions, I'll critique it and they will go off and flesh it up some more. For example, they would come up with health-conscious millennials and I'll tell them these are too generic and that the value proposition could apply to health-conscious uncles in the age range of 40 to 50 or health-conscious aunties in the age range of 50 to 60. So what is so special about your target segment? So I send the students back to the drawing board to refine their target segment. Sometimes they cannot obtain a breakthrough and continue to be off track until they go out and interact with their generic target segment. Then they will find a much more granular target segment. But sometimes it's already too late and they need to scramble to repivot their ideas to address the needs of the newfound target segment. Initially, I accepted that this is part of the process of learning and the students must go through the self-discovery process. However, the square apple part of me wants to challenge that. Can the process for learning be less painful? Do they necessarily need to incur such a hefty price to figure out the correct level of granularity? 
what would my lesson look like if the students could learn upfront what is the correct level of granularity in defining the target audience? Could I do a better job of guiding them so that they get the point earlier? I thought really hard about these questions and I realised that when I talk about concepts like it's too broad, need to be more targeted, it's not something that easy for undergraduates to grasp. Firstly, because it's the first time that they are doing a project for a real-life client. And secondly, they are not familiar with the industry and therefore, based on their knowledge, they can't get any deeper. So instead of learn, letting the learning process take its course, I front-loaded the learning by creating mini-cases based on what previous students have done. I showed them a few examples of targeted segments relating to companies that they are familiar with or where I have already given them some context. Then I asked them which target segment do they think is well-defined or ill-defined. Surprisingly, the majority of them could easily identify what is an ill-defined target segment and why it is so. Then I went on and explained to them the challenges that the previous students had faced because of such a generic target audience and how they had to repivot, eventually landing on a more granular target segment through a series of in-person validation. I went on to explain how the revised target segment was so-called good quality. For example, although the addressable market was small, it was a launch pad to gain access to a larger network of friends and family. This approach worked. This term, most of the groups were on point in defining a specific enough target segment, the target segment had real needs and the value propositions defined was really unique to them. So the business proposal was one that had depth, was rich in details and very compelling. So what had I done right? I believe there were three things using the head, heart, hand framework. I've used the framework many times so I'm not going into very much details. Essentially, head refers to providing them with clear direction on how to do something. Heart is engaging the emotions and the hand refers to tweaking the environment to make the change easier. Let me talk through how I apply each of them to make it easier for my students. Firstly, in applying the head aspect, I showed examples to the students. Even though I can tell whether a customer segment is targeted enough based on my experience, it may not come across as intuitive to the students. You know, it's like describing to them a colour that they have never seen before. How can they even start to visualise? By showing them clear examples of the good, the bad and the ugly, I could better explain the principles using concrete examples. Secondly, for the heart aspect, I use storytelling. What makes the examples stick, not only to the minds of the students but the hearts, is, for example, where I tell them when a group hit rock bottom and then rebounded. That resonates with students because it inspires them and is something that they will remember by. Some would think that they don't want to tread the path of that team and would be extra careful. Others would be, be, th be thinking that it's okay to make mistakes because there's a chance to turn around. Whatever their takeaway, it has made an impression on them. Lastly, for the hand aspect, I provided structure. In addition to showing them clear examples, I showed guidelines in a checklist format. 
on what they should cover about their choice of target segment and the corresponding value proposition. I also gave them clear checklists of what is constituting good and bad target segments. So together with the examples and the stories, it left a very deep impression in them. This episode reminded me of what I called the happy birthday story, happy birthday song experiment. In 1990, a Stanford graduate student called Elizabeth Newton conducted an experiment where a person, which is called a tapper, was asked to tap out a well-known song that he heard, and the listener would have to guess what song it is. The tappers predicted that there is a 50% chance that the listeners would guess what they're tapping right. And you know what's the actual success rate? It's only 2.5%. The point of the experiment is that once we know something, for example, the melody of the song in this case, it's difficult for us to imagine that other people do not know it. For example, to me, it's clear as daylight what a well-defined target audience looks like. So it's perplexing to me why students have so much difficulties trying to figure it out. I guess that's because I'm acting like the tapper. And the strategy to counter the tapper is to use concrete language and stories like what I have done for my students. Recently, someone asked us for a piece of change management advice. She said that she has difficulty trying to get her team to be more customer-centric in writing proposals. She said that it's difficult because all of them are techies and they are focused on describing the functions and features of the solution and disregarding why the customers would need them. She said that she has told them many times to write in a more selling manner, but there's no improvement. But what is selling? In her mind, she has a clear vision of how the proposal should look like, but do her listeners know? Probably not, judging from the patchy response from her team. She probably needs to unveil to her team what selling means. So today we saw how I was blind to the fact that what was considered a well-defined target segment was only clear in my head, not to my students. I'm a tapper and they are the listeners. Are you trying to get people to change but not making much headways? Do they understand where you want them to get to? Have you tried making it more explicit to them? Have you tried to make the message stick through engaging stories? If you haven't, I will urge you to give it a try. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly forward slash square apple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.